When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Righteous Media. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 21 of the Firefighters Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Serra. Uh, I'm going to start right with it. We had another fatality last week in the FDNY. Uh, we lost firefighter Timothy Klein uh, at a fire in Brooklyn. If my numbers are correct, Tim is the 1,157th member to die in the line of duty. It's a dangerous job. Uh, we all know that, especially here in New York City. We average seven to eight line of duty deaths a year. Um, that's over you know, the course of our history. Obviously, 2001 uh, was a bad year. We lost 348 in the line of duty in that year alone. But but Tim, uh, Tim was a big loss. Um, I didn't know him personally. Um, you know, a lot of my friends did. A lot of guys on the FDNY hockey team were close with him. He was a big hockey fan. Um, but from everything I've heard about him, he was that guy. You know, if you needed something, to, uh, you, you called Timmy. He always showed up to help a, a brother or a sister out. Um, I do know about his work with the Fight for Firefighters Foundation uh, because we partner with them, uh, with the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. You know, our missions are very close. Um, what these guys do is, you know, they, they help make homes uh, for firefighters uh, uh, suitable for for wheelchairs or, or whatever medical needs that they need. So they build ramps um, and they make the houses uh, wheelchair accessible and, and you know, help the home uh, accessible for for the brother and sister's needs. Um, these guys do this as volunteers. They show up on their days off uh, and build ramps uh, for people. And, and when it's no longer needed, they show up and they take it back down. Uh, and it's amazing. And it's just another another amazing thing that makes this job so great. You know, we always say it's the greatest job in the world. Uh, and that's not just because we get to ride around the big red truck and break things and put fires out and all the fun stuff. It's the members that make it the greatest job in the world because uh, we're a family. As Acting Commissioner Kavanaugh said, you know, that's the reason she fell in love with the FDNY is because of the family atmosphere. You know, we, we're, we're in each other's lives uh, and we take care of each other. So we lost that guy and it's a big loss and, and we're all feeling it. You know, when one of us... Uh, one of us goes down. We we all uh, we all feel that pain. So, uh, Timmy, rest in peace. Uh, thank you for your sacrifice and for everything you did in your life. These things are are definitely hard to talk about, um, but unfortunately, they will continue to happen uh, in this war that never ends. But before I move on, uh, there's something else I wanted to talk about, which was uh, a photograph that I saw from Timmy's funeral. I don't know if, if you've seen this, but uh, it's of two of the brothers who were at the fire with him. One of them suffered severe burns, and the other one had two broken arms from, from jumping out of the window uh, when things got hairy. 
And you can see the one guy with the burns, with the bandages around his head. And it looks like he's in a wheelchair. And, and the, the guy with the broken arms is standing behind him. Um, and the amazing part was he couldn't hold his arm up to salute, um, you know, when it's time to salute. And his senior man was standing next to him holding his arm up so he could pay his respects. Uh, these guys left the hospital against doctor's wishes, apparently, um, because they had to do what they had to do. And uh, that's just another great thing about the, the fire department is, uh, you know, when, when, when someone passes away, we turn out. You're either working or you're there. Um, and these guys uh, made sure they were there. And uh, much respect to them. And, and thank you to them for representing us so well. Which brings me to my guest this week. He's another one of those guys. Um, he probably wouldn't want me to say that, but uh, he is. Uh, firefighter Vinny Lopes, he was the hero this Saturday night uh, at the FDNY NYPD hockey game. He scored the game winner in overtime. Um, but, you know, and, and this really applies to the whole team, um, which is why I love those guys so much. But, but whenever I need anything, um, those guys are there. You know, especially when I was dealing with my surgeries and was having a really hard time, uh, you know, I would just have to put out a message on a group me and I would get a response, you know, within minutes uh, that they got me, whatever I need, you know, whether driving my family to the hospital, picking me up, driving me wherever I need to go. Um, but Vinny's one of those dudes, man. Uh, you know, I needed some help when I was moving, um, which is something nobody ever wants to do, right? It's help somebody move. But, uh, you know, he showed up with his truck and he made as many trips as I needed him to and loaded it and unloaded it. And, uh, you know, obviously he wouldn't take a dime. Um, you know, he just did it because, it, you know, because he wanted to and it was the right thing to do. Um, and I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all he does and all the team does, um, which we'll get into. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to get that in there and, and say thank you to Vinny. Uh, I really... Uh, you know, as you get older, you start to appreciate things like that more. So thank you, bro. Uh, the game uh, was amazing. Um, if you didn't get catch the stream, it'll, the Islanders YouTube channel will have it up again uh, shortly. But it was great. Um, it was the first time since 2002 that I got to watch it as a spectator. Uh, you know, I didn't have to play or, or hand out tickets or do interviews or, or coordinate anything. Uh, it was just me and my son in the crowd watching the game. Um, and again, I have to thank the guys. Uh, what an amazing show they put on. Um, you know, I see the haters on, on the internet, you know, uh, on social media saying, oh, it's just a glorified beer league game uh, in the comments. But you got to go to one of these games. This is way way more than a beer league game. Um, although there are some beers floating around. Um, the level of play is amazing. These guys all played in, in college professionally, uh, you know, all over the world. Um, they're amazing. They're great. Uh, the intensity you, it's unmatched from the players on the ice to the crowd, uh, sold out NHL arena. I don't know how many beer leagues teams sell out NHL arenas. Uh, most of the NHL doesn't sell out their arenas. So <laughs> I think in, in Arizona, they're building a 5,000 seat arena. Um, and we just played in front of almost 20,000 people. So it was amazing. Um, and for me, my son never got to see me play. Um, he'll never get to see me play. 
So it was great just to sit there with him and he was asking me a million questions and and through these guys and their great performance, I kind of feel like he got to to know me a little bit better as a hockey player. You know, he associates me with what he saw on the ice, um, even though these guys might be a little bit better than me. Uh, maybe not as fast, but but anyway, um, it was cute. And he asked me a million questions, you know, about the FDNY. Do you have to be in the FDNY to play on the team? What league does the team play in? Has the FDNY ever won the Stanley Cup? Uh, and it was great. And, and he loved it. All the fans loved it. So uh, great job by both teams. Um, it was an amazing display of of sportsmanship um, and and really great hockey. So thank you all. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on, uh, which I wouldn't say it spoiled the night, but uh, something that need, didn't need to happen. So we're leaving the game and everyone had a great time, right? I mean, both fans of both teams left happy. It was just an amazing, uh, like I said, a display of hockey and, and the intensity. And it was just fun. It was a great atmosphere. It was loud. Uh, it was like a playoff uh, hockey game. It really was. And everyone's leaving and everyone's taunting each other. And, it, it, you know, it, it continues as it leaves. PD still sucks. FD still sucks. And it's fun. All the witty banter. But, you know, I'm walking, holding my, my eight-year-old son's hand, and some woman comes by next to me and screams at the top of her lungs, fuck Joe Biden. And, and, and then she looks at me and, and makes eye contact with me and, and yells, let's go, Brandon. And, start, and she's trying to rile up the crowd. So I just looked at her and I said, really? I thought we can go three hours without hearing something about politics. And uh, she just put her head down and walked. Uh, a little bit quicker with, with the man she was walking with. Uh, but really, I cannot ex- uh, stress this enough. I really don't care about your politics. I am the definition of an independent. I really don't care. Um, but besides that, why is it okay to curse in front of children? When did this become cool? I'm, I, my eight-year-old son, I don't need to explain to my eight-year-old son why a woman is yelling, fuck the president of the United States. Um, like I said, I don't care if you like him or not. I don't care if you like Trump. I really don't care. Uh, I, I went there to watch a hockey game and we all left happy. Why do we now have to turn it into something angry about politics? Can we just accept the fact that we had a nice night and enjoy it? You know, and these people who, who think that politicians care about them. Um, you know, I, I've met most of the leading politicians in this country and I could, I could honestly say 90 to 95% of them don't give a shit about any of you, about any of us. They only care about themselves, their pockets, their power, you know, the corporations, their whatever, all that shit, you know? So you people who think that, that, that all this political banter that goes on on Twitter between these politicians is on the level, you're the same people who think that wrestling is real and you're buying into their bullshit and you're perpetuating the fights and the arguments that keeps the eye off of what's really going on. And you everyone wants to say, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not doing this, you're part of our problem. You're not doing that. Yeah. If you're fighting with other people and cursing in front of eight year old children, you're the problem. Okay. If you have a problem with the president, you have a problem with, then there's a time and a place. Not after my son and I just had a great freaking day. And now he's asking me why some woman is yelling, fuck Joe Biden. Okay. He should be, uh, you know, asking me for ice cream. So that's it. Um, other than that, it was a great day. Uh, I wish, as I've said every week, we could stop being so angry 
about all this freaking nonsense that's going on because it's only making it worse. Yelling fuck Joe Biden isn't going to get him out of office. So I don't know what your purpose is. Um, anyway, I'm fired up. But uh, we have a great guest this week and it's a little lighter and it's fun. And Vinny's going to tell us how it feels to score the game winning goal. Um, something I did twice in uh, the five games I was lucky to play in. Um, but only one of them was, was really uh, dramatic like Vinny's. So let me bring him on. Enjoy it. He's a great dude. Like I said, he's one of those guys. Vinny Lopes. Welcome back to the Five Fighters Podcast. With me this week, I have a special guest, uh, our hero from Saturday night, the FDNY versus NYPD hockey game, Vinny Lopes. Vin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What's going on, everybody? Um, if you weren't lucky enough to be there or and you didn't catch the Islanders stream, Vinny here scored the game-winning goal in overtime. Um, check out Spitting Chicklets. They tweeted out a video of it. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Top shelf. That's pretty cool. Um, perfect angle, too, that they caught you on there. Uh, yeah. Um, you're very lucky. Um, so, so let's start out with before the game. Um, you know, I, I played in five of these games. This isn't your first, mm-hmm. right? This is your third or fourth? Yeah, this was my fourth game. Fourth game. Is this your first goal? Uh, no, I scored. So I played twice with PD and now uh, twice with FD. I scored, oh, that doesn't uh, count. I met with them. I don't care about the PD games. Hey. <laughs> I scored twice uh, when I was on PD, and then this is my first goal for FD. All right. So your first one that matters. All right. Uh, and so I'm assuming then you lost both those games with the PD. Or, or were you we playing t- the tie? We play, Yeah, I played in the tie, and then the first one I played, we lost in the shootout. All right. Um, if you if you don't know, the FDNY and the NYPD hockey teams, um, which are world-renowned, uh, the FDNY hockey team won the gold medal at the 2017 World Police Fire Games, uh, which is very competitive. But anyway, uh, we play this game every year. This is the 48th year, um, and it's essentially for charity. Um, they raise hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, that go to various charities, widows and children, uh, the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. Fire family transport. But anyway, they played this game. It's usually in a sold out NHL arena um, with the exception of COVID last year. Um, so it's kind of a big deal. You know, it's uh, this year was the first year at UBS, um, which is the Islanders arena. And it was sold out. The suites were all sold out. Uh, it was very loud. Right. Um, so talk us through it. Um, this year was a little different. Right. Because we had a, a, a death this week. Uh, and right. I know a lot yeah. of guys on the team were close. Um, we lost uh, firefighter Timothy Klein at a fire in Brooklyn. Um, so what was the feeling like before the game? Uh, I, I never had to deal with any of that before uh, I played. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we have uh, a couple guys, like you mentioned, that were in that house. So the week leading uh, up to the game, you know, it was, it was pretty, the mood wasn't the best. Uh, it was a little gloomy and for good reason. Um, going into the locker room though, everybody kind of, you know, focused on the game and, um, tried to put that not behind us, but just not focus on it and focus on the task at hand. Uh, UBS, you know, the whole experience was usually we playing Madison square Gar- garden, like Rob said, but, uh, 
playing in UBS was a, a new experience and they actually, you know, they, they actually did a really great job with it. So, um, I thought yeah, so, I mean, man, go- I, I've been, I, I went to over a dozen NHL games this year and that was as loud and as crowded as any of them. Uh, it might even yeah. have been the loudest game that I've been to. Yeah, it was, it was extremely, it, especially after the goal, it was just, it was insane. It was, really was, uh, it was an awesome experience overall. Yeah. Um, what, so what went through your head when, when you saw that puck go in? So, uh, it's funny coming down the ice, me and, uh, Brendan Tracy, uh, the guy who passed me the puck, we were kind of locking eyes the whole way. And, uh, he was just waiting for the, the trailing defender to come just a little bit lower to, to get me the puck. And as soon as he passed it, uh, you know, I ripped it. And when I shot it, I knew that you know, it was going and I it just had that feeling as soon as I, I let it go. Um, it's, like, it's like hitting the ball on the sweet spot, right? You just, yeah, it really you know, is. It. Like, it was just a quick transition, like catch and shoot. And it just, uh, I got lucky and it, it went right in and yeah, turned around. I did a little celly. I turned around and just saw everyone skating towards me and it was, uh, it was a great, great feeling. Uh, did you have that celly premeditated? Uh, we'll we'll, no, we'll put no. up the link to the video so you go, you all could see the celly. But uh, yeah, no, I just I raised. So like I said, I shot it. And I, I think I was the first person. If you watch the video, you see Zay, uh, who's also on the line with me and and Tracy. He's kind of right by the post, and I think my he had the best view of of the net itself. But yeah. I as soon as I shot, I just put my hands up. I like I I knew before it even you know, happened. It was just, it was awesome. I was, uh, I was so excited when I saw it was you. Um, I I just thought it was cool. And I instantly knew, because I, I don't know if you know this, but I had a very similar experience. Mine wasn't in overtime. Uh, Okay. And I I just, I know that feeling. And like, I I relived it for like a second when I saw, uh, I saw you, but you know, there's a connection. It's funny that you play with Zay and Tracy, because when I scored my goal, I worked in, Two sixteen, and I oh, also yeah? ended okay. up working in in one hundred eight, which is where those guys work. So that's right, pretty right, cool. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Um, when I we had the opposite experience, uh, we hadn't won in five years. It was in okay. two thousand four, so we hadn't won since before nine eleven. Uh, so right. you can imagine the pressure that we were under. Um, yeah, like I said it wasn't overtime, but uh, I was the only guy on the ice to keep up with Joe Florio, so <laughs> I was lucky to be in the right spot. But uh, right. all right, that's awesome, man. So you work in Manhattan, thirty three engine. Um, yeah. If you don't, people don't know that's that's downtown. Uh, that's at the Bowery, right? Yeah, it's uh, used to be technically no, no. Yeah, it's it's right off the Bowery, Great Jones Street. Uh, the area, I guess, is technically <laughs> NoHo, north of Houston. So it's uh, it's a good little spot. I, I love uh, I love the Far House. Yeah, how how long have you been working there? You went straight there? Uh, yeah, so I went straight there out of Proby School. Uh, got there in September of 2019. Um, and I've been there since. I, I did a year rotation out in Staten Island in uh, Ladder 79. Uh, and I just got back to 33 and 9 in uh, March of this year. So, I mean, obviously, you can't answer this truthfully because you guys from your <laughs> might hear it, but... You like Manhattan better than Staten Island? I mean, they're two totally different experiences, right? Yeah, two totally different experiences. Uh, 
I definitely love Manhattan. I've always loved Manhattan. I went to high school in Manhattan and I was a cop in Manhattan. So I, I just feel most comfortable in the city. I, I love the feeling of it and the, the pace and everything like that. So, um, but Staten Island, I definitely enjoyed my experience there and I learned a lot from those guys. Yeah. They're on the North shore too. So it's a bit of yeah, a busy it's, uh, area. It's, yep. uh, it's not quite uh, Jersey. uh that's cool man uh i I liked manhattan too um so where did you work as a cop which which precinct the uh first all the way downtown off right off the ferry right right all right um that's that's right by ladder eight right so yep yeah right across the street you've seen ladder eight before uh they filmed ghostbusters (laughs) there yeah Um, yeah so everyone gets a general idea. So what, what made you want to come over and what, what do you like better? Uh, I just, honestly, I always wanted to be a firefighter. I, I yeah. took the first exam. That was the first city exam I took. Uh, I got a 98 on it. I actually started the process of, uh, I took the CPAD and it's funny. A bunch of my buddies also got a 98 on that test and they got on. And I was towards the end of the 98s that year. So they just ended the list in the middle of the score. Oh, that's and uh, so, yeah, the, right after that, a uh, year went by. I got called by PD. I uh, took PD. I went to summer city time. Still a great job. Um, and, yeah, then I took the next fire department test. It's funny. I, I take the, uh, the most recent fire department test, and I'm graduating uh, the police academy, and I get a phone call from one of the guys on the PD hockey team, and they're like, "Oh, congratulations, Vinny!" I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm walking out of MSG now. You know, I just had the graduation. My family's all here. It's great." He's like, "Yeah, I'm not calling to congratulate you that you graduated the police academy. I'm calling to congratulate you that you got 104 on the fire department test." He's like, "I guess we'll, I guess we'll see you later." And I was, I was just like, "No, you know, I'm not you know, I'm not looking to leave." Blah, blah, blah. And they they just uh, they all knew. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's just, it was always uh, my dream job and I'm uh, just fortunate that, uh, you know, it ended up happening. That's awesome. So, so where, where did you play hockey growing up? So I grew up playing in Jersey, mostly, uh, played for the Mercer chiefs, the Titans, the Jersey devils youth. Oh yeah. Um, then when I went to juniors, I played, uh, in Philadelphia for the junior flyers. Uh, the Revolution, who I'm not sure is a team anymore. Uh, and then I went to Vermont to the Glades for like a half season. What Was that a junior team? Yeah, it was in the EJ, which uh, I also don't think is a league anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. There's so many leagues now. And and I don't know, you know, right. so far out of the loop. But that's the great thing about hockey, right? Is It, it really takes you everywhere. You get to go. Yeah. Yep. all over the place you meet all sorts of people and yep. I tell people all the time when they're trying like people my age they'll have kids who are trying to decide what sports they're going to really play and right. I always say hockey is for the rest of your life you know you yeah, can play golf really for the rest of your life but that's not a team sport it's not you know you're not going to play softball at 10 o'clock uh, uh, midweek in, in January you right, know? Yeah. Yep. so it's kind of like you're making a life decision it's a whole it really is, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 nonstop, always. 
and and being part of part of a hockey team is different than being part of any other team. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, which is what I think is so special about the FDNY hockey team, right? It's kind of, it's like uh, a firehouse on steroids, kind of, right? Like yeah, the closeness. Yeah, I feel like you get the all the best characters from all the firehouses across the city. You know, like it, it's just a, uh, it's a cool melting pot. Right. You get you get everything. People would ask me all the time, like, you drive to Long Island at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday to go to a practice. And they don't understand how much fun it, you know, practice would take six hours because it's not just the hour and a half you're on the ice. Right. It's right. It's the shenanigans yeah, it's, it's, that happen. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole day. <laughs> it's a whole day affair. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we got the Rangers in the playoffs, so I don't want to keep yep. you. I just wanted uh, wanted to hear about your experience. Um, definitely. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it, Rob. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks uh, thanks for scoring the other day. You made my son's day. <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, thank you and thanks to all the guys on the team for uh, for what was a great day, for, for not just for the fans, but for those families you guys helped. Um, right. You know, they, you guys gave out $25,000 uh, to the families yep. of, of yep. Uh, our fallen. Um, and that's just what the people see. You know, they also give out money right. to organizations behind the scenes. So right. thanks to Vinny. Thanks for coming on. Um, we look forward to watching you next year, uh, which hopefully yep. will be on TV. Yep. Um, I know that. But check it out. We're going to post the link uh, in the video to Vinny's goal, uh, which is pretty cool. So check it out. All right, Vin. Go watch the game. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, yep. bro. Let's go, Rangers. Hey, guys. It's Frankie. And welcome back to Frankie's Firehouse Feast. Today, we are making Vinny Lopes game-winning goal sausage spinach pasta. For today's recipe, you'll need four boxes of bow tie pasta, three yellow onions, one clove of garlic, two large containers of sun-dried tomatoes, two big packages of spinach, one cup of white cooking line, one chicken stock, eight packages of sweet sausage, and one stick of butter. Also, you can add garlic bread as a side. First, boil water, and then cook sausage down in a pan with olive oil. Next, remove the sausage from the pan with juices put in separate bowl cover with tin foil. Add one-fourth white wine to pan and three-fourths a stick of butter along with onions, sun-dried tomatoes, and garlic cooked down. Next, throw in some pasta for 13 minutes. Once cooked down, add spinach and cook it down adding stock and wine if needed. Then add a coffee cup or two of pasta water. Once the spinach is cooked down, add sausage and juices back in and mix. Once the pasta is ready, drain and throw back into the pot. Then add sausage mix into the pasta pot and serve. Chow's on! Just a quick follow-up to that interview. Um, I did kind of premeditate my celly. when I scored my first uh, game-winning goal at, at this game. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily did it for that game in particular, just I always told myself that if I ever scored a big goal, um, I was going to do the Mike Ruzioni, uh running in place that he did uh, after scoring against 
the Soviet Union and the Miracle on Ice game. Um, you know, for me, you know, I didn't dream of playing in the NHL. I dreamed of, of putting on the Team USA sweater. Uh, that was my goal in life. Um, kind of did it once when I was 12. I, I played in an international tournament in uh, Regensburg, Germany. But we weren't really Team USA, even though it said in our jerseys. We were kind of just a team made up of players from the Northeast, uh, like New England area. But uh, but still, got to play against other national teams. Uh, we won a bronze medal and uh, scored the game-winning goal in the bronze medal game. But uh, anyway, uh, so for me, um, as I said in the NHL Network piece uh, that they did on, on me and my story, um, putting on that FDNY jersey was, was actually better. Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain uh, just the feeling of, of representing the FDNY um, and scoring a goal in front of all those people and the noise and the feeling. And, 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 and uh, you know, so I knew what Vinny was going through. But yeah, that was my Sally. Um, turns out I scored around the same time Mike Rizzioni did, uh, about 10 minutes left in the third uh, to make the game 4-3. Uh, so there were a lot of parallels there. Um, I wore 21 my, most of my life because of Mike. Uh, and last year, Mike dropped a puck at our game uh, with my kids. Uh, he dropped a ceremonial puck drop, and uh, it was awesome. So that was pretty cool. Anyway, just wanted to get that in there. There's another passing this week that I'd like to talk about. Um, and it was one of my favorite teachers in high school, Roger Loud. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. And as I said earlier, the the, the community at Northwood School really you know, helped me um, after my mother passed away. But Mr. Loud, not only was he funny and a great math teacher, but something he did for me um, was, you know, when you go to prep school, you know, sports are part of the curriculum, basically. Uh, You know, hockey practice was every day, and it it was essentially a class. It was like gym class. So if you didn't play a sport like hockey, figure skating, skiing, uh, soccer, lacrosse um you had to do what was called rec sports every day which would there would be a teacher and you would usually play some sort of game like football soccer whatever um not many many students did it uh in my time usually we were all playing something but uh my senior year um i was i was pretty much done uh, once hockey season was over i i i really uh you know, I, I was limping to the finish line of high school um, with all the emotional things I had going on. Uh, and I really didn't have it in me to play sports. But Mr. Loud, every day, would meet me in the back of the gym and play ping pong. Um, and as I got older and I looked back on it, I realized that this guy gave up, you know, his, his free time every day uh, just to play ping pong with me and, and crack me up uh, and, you know, and, and a couple buddies once in a while, but he was just funny and he had sound effects and he made it fun. And it was just exactly what I needed, uh, to help me get across the finish line. Um, so we lost a good one, uh, a great teacher, uh, a great leader. So rest in peace, Mr. Loud. Uh, and thank you for all you did for me. Thanks, Frankie. Thanks Vinny for coming on. Uh, thanks for making us proud. Thanks for being a good dude. Uh, and, you know, congrats again on, on, on that snipe. What an amazing shot. Um, you've capped off a great day for, for me and for everybody. Uh, and I appreciate it. And as I said, I was so happy when I saw that it was you who scored, uh, you know, we had similar paths. We played on similar teams growing up, uh, the same teams, um, you know, 
You made us proud. You made the SIGs proud. Uh, so thank you. Thank you to the team. Uh, Frank Heal, Tommy Reno, Derek Kern, Petey Gillespie, the guys who make the team run. Uh, you guys make us all proud. Anyone who ever put that jersey on, uh, you guys make us proud. Um, and, and, and you do right by all of us. But what you do, taking this team to the next level, it's been amazing. Um, so thank you. Uh, thanks for giving us all something to be proud of. And we look forward to next year. As I said, hopefully we get this game back on TV so the rest of the, the world can see how amazing it is. Before I go, I want to touch on something else coming up this week, which is Mother's Day. If you've listened to the show, you know that my mother passed away um, in 1995 when I was 15 years old, um, which is a little crazy to think about. You know, when I'm talking to my kids, uh, they don't really understand that I never got a text from my mom. I, I never texted her. We didn't have cell phones, which is weird to think about. But, you know, having children has reminded me uh, of, of some of the things that I missed out on. You know, um, just having a mom, something that I've missed. Uh, and if you know me, <laughs> you could probably see it. But uh, but I want to wish Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, especially uh, my wife, who is a wonderful mother, and to my mother-in-law, Linda, uh, happy Mother's Day to you and to everyone else in my family. Um, also, happy Mother's Day to all you second moms out there. You know, the great thing about my life is that after my mom passed away, I had many people step up uh, and fill that role. When I was in high school, you know, I was away at high school at the time, um, which made it a little bit tougher. But, uh, you know, the school itself, the, the, the teachers, the faculty, they rallied around me. Um, they all, they were all there. But one woman in particular, uh, Gail Joseph, uh, took me in. Um, they let me live with their family. And, and, you know, she kind of filled that role for me when I was in high school. And it really made a huge difference for me, helped keep me on my path. Um, and then there's been other women along the way. Uh, Janet Nisi uh, was a friend's mom uh, when I was in college sending me care packages and baking me cookies and, and having me over for Christmas. Uh, that really helped. And, and of course, now I have my mother-in-law um, and everyone else who, who filled in along the way. So all you second moms out there, those of you who've taken in other people's children, uh, adopted children, and, and everyone else, uh, an extra special thank you to you. Um, you know, you're what's great about humanity, uh, and we love you. Also, on that note, on Mother's Day, my brother Andy wrote a book. Uh, it's out now. It's called Zuccotti Park. Um, it's based around, it's not about the protest at Zuccotti Park. It's just based around that story. Um, but he touches on on the death of, uh, of a matriarch. And uh, it, I, I picked up a lot of personal stuff uh, in the book. And it's a great read. It's quick. But there's a lot in there. It, it, it's pretty packed full of... Uh, full of the good stuff. Um, so check it out. It'd be perfect to read uh, by the pool with a glass of wine. Um, it's available on Amazon. Um, you get to see a little bit about my mom in there. Uh, and if you've heard me talk about my mom, she was, was wonderful and amazing. And since I have the microphone, I'm going to give you a couple stories. She taught me two of the most valuable things in life uh, on day one. You may have heard this I was born with the umbilical cord wrapped around my right leg. Uh, it was black, indented, and the doctors wanted to amputate. And fortunately for me, I was her third child. So she was seasoned uh, 
And when the doctor came in with the release form uh, for her to sign so they could cut my leg off, my mom looked at it and threw it back at him. And she said, you're the doctor. You figure it out. And uh, so she said no. And she wouldn't let them cut off my leg. And, uh, you know, she taught me to fight. Um, she told me what love is, you know, she loved me and, and she taught, she fought for me, uh, and, and it worked, uh, still got my leg. Um, and there's so many other stories about her, uh, and, and some of the things she great, she, uh, accomplished in her life, uh, from not only raising three sons, um, and running a business and, and having three jobs. Uh, she was an amazing coach and mentor to little girls and little boys. I've also told this story when my brother's little, my father was my brother's little league coach, uh, and he stepped on a nail and, uh, in the middle of the season, uh, and it was pretty bad. His foot got infected. He needed surgery and he couldn't coach the team anymore. And none of the fathers would step up to coach the team. So my mom did. And she kind of became the laughing stock of the little league, uh, Staten Island little league. If you don't know, it has a bar in center field, uh, the Seaver Avenue men's club. Um, so things, you know, especially back in the eighties during the games, uh, could get pretty intense. And my mother was coaching boys in the majors at Staten Island Little League, and she was doing it unconventionally. She was letting, letting, uh, everybody play. She rotated the positions. She gave everybody a chance and, and she made them all believe in themselves and it worked and they played well and they made it to the playoffs. Then eventually they made it to the championship game. and. They were out there heckling her, and she didn't say a word. She just kept coaching, and uh, and her team won. She won the championship, um, and it was amazing. And it was uh, something great for me to see, and it's a great memory. But back in the 80s, for a woman to come in and, and, and shut all those men up was pretty great. Um, I've written about it. Uh, there's some other stories, too. There's, there's a story of her taking her, her girls' team to the state championship game, uh, which you're going to hear about soon. Um, you know, I'll give you a little tease, but but oh, there's a project in the works about that. Uh, but she was great, and and we miss her dearly. And 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 it pains me that my children never got to meet her. But I hope that they 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 feel her love uh, through me and and my family. So happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed yet, go to thefirefighters.us. Uh, be sure to leave us five stars if you feel so inclined. If you want to join the squad, go to patreon.com slash the firefighters podcast. We're powered by Righteous Media. All right, folks, with that, I'm going to let you go uh, to all the brothers out there and sisters uh, feeling the pain of last week's loss. We say keep your head up. And as always, stay low. Powered by Righteous Media.